0: Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. Hallelujah. Do you know why we sing Fear Go? Do you know that faith comes by hearing? And hearing what? But do you know fear comes... By hearing, and hearing by the words not of God. Fear. We, we invite fear when we listen to things that tell us who we are or try to describe us as things or as persons that are not of God. So it's important that we pay attention to who we are paying attention to. It's important that the words of God are filling our hearts and our minds. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're just joining us um, for the first time, we started this series. Thank you. started a series um, two weeks ago called um, By Faith. And um, this is episode three. And I've titled today's sermon, By Faith, I Move mountains amen everybody say it with me by faith faith, I move mountains mountains. one more time by faith faith, I move mountains mountains. glory to God amen now we're going to be reading uh, the text from Matthew did we have a great week anything interesting happen Okay, before we read the text, um, but just open to Matthew 17, 40 to 21. Um, we, our, our theme at the, at the tribe this year is forward. But it's also inspired by our theme for the decade, which is go. And go is inspired by um, Matthew 28, where Jesus had returned in his resurrected body, and he was about to ascend into heaven. And he gave the last command, and he said, go into all the world what we now call the Great Commission, Jesus' last command, which um, he was telling his disciples, you and I, to go into the rest of the world and make disciples of all nations. Hallelujah. So um, the tribe is very much an evangelical church, and I don't mean that in the Western political way it is used. I mean that we engage in the... um, gifts and the service of evangelism, which means we go into spaces where Jesus Christ has not been named, and we introduce them to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We do this in different ways. We do this by gathering on Sundays, but one of the ways we do it as well is we do it through our outreach arm called compassion. And by the grace of God, um, through your generosity, um, I I told you about, I told you some time ago that because of um, the funds we had, we're trusting God for our coming. We're not able to pay our missionaries. So, if you're not aware, what we've been doing is we've been partnering with um, an organisation in Kaduna to pay missionaries. So, we have about five. Was it six? How many? Six on our payroll, and I mean people that are deep in southern Kaduna, people that don't have air conditioning and have, you know, um, the privilege of gathering in tents and having microphones men that are pioneering and planting churches in spaces that many of them, it even cost them their lives, but they have family. So we now said, you know what? Just like the Philippian church did with Apostle Paul, we're going to partner with these people. Hallelujah. For a few months, we've been giving them stipends. So this week, by the grace of God, we were able to resume paying our missionaries that we celebrate that. Amen. <laughs> One thing we also did um, over the past week is we... Went uh, we, because we partnered with another ministry called Mega Compassion, and uh, we had the privilege of meeting with um, the pastor that leads. That he gathers people from different denominations, and they go to prisons. And one of us, um, David, was with him over the outreach. David, very Okay. David went with, to two prisons, right, in Mina, and um, by God's grace, we were able to see how many five inmates. Um, to help them secure their release. Bail, yes. So that's compassion for the free. Hallelujah, can we just appreciate God for that? But overall, this year we've done 15, 15 inmates. Guys, that's amazing, but that is not enough. I really want to trust God that we will do more. Hallelujah. One of the things I'm trusting God for is during Christmas, we're going to have something called a very compassionate Christmas. Um, I'm still trusting. We may partner with one church or another ministry. Uh, these people, rather than have a Christmas service, what they do is just have a big feast and they invite widows and orphans. So about 200 they feed 200 to 300 people every Christmas. And I want the tribe to be part of that. Uh, I, I'm trusting that through our generosity, through our giving, will be part of that. But yes, that's how we are evangelical and with all, that, with all that we do. Amen. So this year, our theme is Go Forward, inspired by Exodus 14. At Exodus 14, we see a story where uh, Moses had led the Israelites into, pardon me, out of Egypt. And they were now between the Red Sea and their former bosses. Their bosses were on their way to destroy them. And they were directed, and this people started to cry out to Moses. You have brought us to a watery grave. And Moses said, and Moses started to cry out to God. Please help me. My mouth is really dry. Um, Moses started to, to cry out to God. Sorry. Moses started to cry out to God, and was like, uh, he started to cry out to God, and the Lord said, why do you turn to me? Go forward. And it was inspired by, uh, it was our, our theme for the year, was inspired by that, because I found that many of us, because of the lockdown, because of the pandemic, because of things we have lost in our lives, many of us had not, make progr- had not made progress in our lives, in our spirituality, in our finances, in different areas of our lives, relationally. So, go forward was a cry, a call to make progress, because progress is the healthy condition of every believer. Amen. So, if you were to take stock of your life or your spirituality, did you pray more? Some of you said you start reading the Bible. Did you go past Genesis one? Right? Did you? Uh, some of your New Year resolutions. Many of us, I read a start that many people drop out by is it February or March but we are still called to make progress, we are called to make progress and have a goal like Paul said in Philippians and move forward, hallelujah so today the Lord is teaching us how to have faith because if the journey of the Christian is progress which means we move from strength to strength from victory to victory and we are told by Paul from faith to faith what does that look like? So inspired by um, Hebrews 11, we started the series called By Faith. And it goes down a roster of people who conquered kingdoms, obtained promises, um, silenced lions, put armies to flight, um, raised the dead. And we have different names from Abraham to Noah to Abel to Enoch to Gideon, all great people that God used. And the author of Hebrews in chapter 6 says, I want you to be imitators of these people. You shouldn't be sluggish. You shouldn't be lazy. So any Christian that is seated here that is thinking that faith is a substitute for laziness, that you're supposed to cross your leg and just... No, 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 no. Faith without works is there. That's what James tells us. So it is in trusting God that we move, that we work. Hallelujah. So the author of Hebrew says that do not be sluggish, but be imitators of those who with faith, endurance, and patience what? obtained the promise. Hallelujah! So now, I was just looking at the life of Jesus and in Matthew 17, before we read the text, I want you to see, I want to give you context. Jesus had selected his inner, his cabal, Peter, James, and John. And he ascended to the mountain. And we are told that Um, In communion Jesus with God that he he was transfigured his body his clothes his face literally turned white and um, Moses and Elijah appeared and started ministering to Jesus the disciples Peter was so amazed by this he was like Lord let's not leave here let's let's stay here let me let's erect tents because of what he was seeing. What he was seeing was so profound, was so amazing. And the only time we see someone ascend a mountain and something like that happens to him where he beholds the glory of God. Who was that? Who do we see in the Old Testament? Moses, but it was only his face that was changed, right? But here's what happened. Moses' face was changed. When they saw Moses, they could not interact with him. They, they said, shift. Well, isn't that amazing? And you read the next text, because what we're about to read was immediately what happened after Jesus returned from the mountain. Isn't it beautiful that uh, Jesus, even though he was transfigured and he was shown in his glory and light that uh, we are not worthy of, cannot approach, yet chose to come down and interact with the unrighteous, so to speak. So let's open to Matthew 17. If you just say yes. Right. Matthew 17 from verse 14. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. When they came to the crowd, a man came up to him and kneeling before him said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he has seizures and he suffers terribly. For often he falls into the fire and often into the water. I brought him to your disciples and they could not heal him and jesus answered oh faithless and twisted generation how long am i to be with you how long am i to bear with you bring him here to me and jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the boy was healed instantly everybody say instantly then the disciples came to jesus privately and said why could we not cast it out and he said to them because of your little faith no, and he said to them, because of your little faith for truly I say to you if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you I mean, where is my mustard seed? where is it? I asked for mustard seed, just so that how many of us have seen mustard seed before? anyway I don't know if I've seen it so, can we see Jesus transfigured, he comes down, and this father approaches. Thank you. Cannot say all now, just one. I want. Sorry, I just want one. I just I just want you to see. Can you see this? I really want to do that. So just one. You feel me? You must see it. Ah. You feel me? Can we share it no don't it was for her daddy so um, <laughs> what was I? Jesus was interacting with the crowd right then this father walks up to him and his father his son pardon me was in torment he will have seizures and fall into the fire so just imagine he was someone that they had to constantly watch just so that when he's possessed or when he's having seizures he won't lose his life so if it's someone that has been falling and he would definitely I want you to imagine this is someone that will be scarred, he will have burns all over his body, right? Because there were moments, probably they, could not, they were not present or before they could get to him, he will have seizures and he will hurt himself. Jesus, for him, healing, his healing ministry and miracles was not a way to show himself. It was to show the glory of God, but also because he was moved by compassion. So Jesus, moved by compassion, proceeds to heal the boy. But before then, the father is saying, I brought my boy to your disciples while you were away, and they could not heal this boy. Then Jesus responds, and I believe he's responding to the father and to his disciples, saying, Oh faithless and twisted generations, how much am I supposed to, how long am I supposed to be here with you? I believe that the Lord is always looking in every generation for people who are full of faith, who long to see the impossible move in their lives and in the lives of other people. Jesus, in some translations, say perverted and faithless generation. You know, if um, as much as faith is a journey, okay, faith is a journey, and I want us to understand this that. There is faithlessness. There is small faith or little faith. Then there is strong faith. And there is great faith. We are told that Jesus marveled. Marveled. The Bible uses that word. When the centurion came and said, you do not need to go into my house. All you need to do is say the word. And Jesus marveled. Do you know, like, Do you know what it means for God to be surprised? God was surprised that a centurion... Believed him that much. I said, I've not seen faith like this in all of Israel. So, I want us to also learn something. The disciples, when everybody had gone, they came and they asked Jesus, Why were we unable to cast him out? How many of us have trusted God for something, and every time it feels like our prayers are not being answered? The lesson here is not to give up. We're going we're going to we're we supposed to go back. Is it possible that we were praying from jealousy? Is it possible that the Lord wants us to deal with something first? Is it possible that you've been praying but you've been praying with doubt? is it possible that the lord wants to deal with a sin in your life first because as much as he gives, gives good and um, gives good gifts to his children he doesn't want good things to destroy you so i believe every seemingly unanswered prayer should not just be left we should go back and ask god why is this not working is there something i'm supposed to deal with hallelujah We are supposed to pray intelligently. Everybody say, pray intelligently. So, we are supposed to pray intelligently, inspired by the Holy Spirit, but praying aright. For instance, the Lord tells us, the Bible tells us that if you are in a marriage, there's no need praying and you and your spouse are keeping malice. God will answer. You can't deal with the situation in your home first. Because you need to deal with that offense first. Anyway. Moving forward, the disciples asked, why were we unable to heal him? And he said, it's because you had little faith. Remember, he told them they were faithless. So it seems little faith and faithlessness in the mind of Jesus is the same thing. He said, because you had little faith and that you doubted. Before I go into the rest of this, I want us to understand something. I want us to understand what faith is. Faith is three things. For faith to be faith, it has to be three things. Number one, it has to be knowledge. Number two, it has to be agreement. And number three is a word I learned this week called affiance. That is A-F-F-I-A-N-C-E. And I will explain what affiance means. But knowledge, do you know for many Christians, we know the names of demons more than we know the promises of God. You know the seven layers of hell more than you know the promises of God you know your challenges and your fears you are well versed in it more than you know who you are in Christ Jesus I want I dare any of you to show me in the New Testament where the disciples paid more attention to the adversary than they did to um, knowing God don't get me wrong, Peter tells us that we should not be ignorant of the wiles of the enemy Right, and the schemes of the enemy. But why are we obsessed with our fears? You know, the mountain of your challenges—you are, you know it, you caress it, you, you're all, you're in a relationship with it. We know more about our challenges, our fears, what we are going through, than we know about what Jesus has said concerning us and what His Word has said. So, faith starts with knowledge. Everybody say knowledge. Knowledge brings light, it illuminates our minds, it illuminates our hearts. Knowledge makes us see God as He has revealed Himself and makes us see His Word. Hallelujah! Amen. You cannot have faith in someone you do not know. How many of us have been decided um, dis- and disappointed by? Um, okay, there's this thing on Twitter now where, um, maybe. There's an argument going on. Somebody will say a reference. And the person will just say, trust me. I'm, I'm, is he trust me? or Is something close to that? So someone... Pardon? Who said it? Anyway, but you guys get... Like, his source is, trust me, bro. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's someone's source. But, you know, you cannot trust someone you do not know. You cannot trust someone you do not know. The reason... You trust someone and put your assurance and put your faith in someone it's not just because you know the person it's because when a person says something that you you believe them you believe their person and you believe them based on how much uh, on their person who but it's more than that you believe them because they have a track record. So when we come to the knowledge of God we're not just meeting a deity we're not just mean an eternal being we're meeting someone that has done it before we will do it again amen so knowledge is the first ingredient of faith how much are you spending time knowing god how much are you spending time knowing his word if we keep on ruminating on our problems there's no way it's going to be fixed when we spend time first knowing him spending time uh, uh, uh enjoying his presence knowing him will start to know Who he is, who he he says we are, who we are in him. And then we have confidence. And like Daniel 12 says that they that know their God will do what? Strong exploits. Hallelujah. They that know their God, they will be strong and they will do great exploits. So faith starts with knowledge. I want to encourage you, do not know more of your fears. Don't, don't just know your fears. Know who God is. Know what his word has said. Know what his word has said concerning, concerning your identity. Hallelujah. Then number, the number two ingredient is agreement or we'll say alignment. It's one thing to know what God has said. It's another thing to agree with him. agree with me it's one thing to know what god has said it's another thing to agree with him so i was asking at circuits this thursday what's the difference between mary the mother of jesus and sarah the lord told sarah that what by this time next year you're going to have a child and she laughed sarah haven't had a husband Mary, <laughs> why do angels appear in their I don't know, and they will now tell you do not be afraid. <laughs> Have you guys noticed? Like they appear with all their light and they now say do not fear. Come on. So <laughs> Gabriel appears to Mary and he makes this pronouncement and says that you are favored amongst women and you bear um, the Messiah. And her response is, How will this be? Was that question a question of doubt? I'll, I'll say not necessarily. She was just being curious, right? But what was her response when Gabriel answered that? He said, the power of the Holy Spirit will overshadow you, and then you will bear his son, right? And what was her response? Who can remember? Be it unto me according to your word. Glory to God. Be it unto me according to your word. Many of us, we hear the word of God, but we don't agree with it. Or we don't align with it. So even when Sarah now came to agree with the word of God, there was a time how Abraham were like, are you sure that God was saying it has to be through me? So how about you just try through my servant Hagar? So we now know what God has said, but we try to do his own work. So oftentimes, yes, you've come to the knowledge of truth. You know what God has said, but you don't align with it. You don't agree with it. Our response should be like Mary saying, when he says concerning you, our response should be what? Be it unto me according to your word. Glory to God. And the third ingredient is the word I said I learned called affiance. And affiance means to betroth or to engage someone or to engage a person. So we know the word of God, we agree with it, then we are affianced with the word of God. We engage the word of God. Hallelujah. Or, um, you know, how to engage someone is to make promise that on so, so so day I'm going to make a covenant with you to be my wife or to be um, married to you. So the third thing that we lack often in our lives is that, yes, we may agree with the word and we know the word, but we are not engaging it. We are not making it our own. We are not affianced to the promises of God. We agree with it, but we are not engaging it. You're not taking the promise of God as yours. So for faith to be faith, I believe these three things must be present. Knowledge, agreement, and engagement, or fears. Hallelujah. Now, for many of us, we must climb and defeat this mountain of unbelief and doubt. Just as the disciples um, had that issue, Jesus said that, Oh, faithless and perverted generation small faith or little faith is a blend of ignorance and doubts and unbelief so Luke res- Luke res- um, records this story but he records the response of the father the father said i believe lord help my own belief right so if we are to grow from faith to faith, because I told you there's small faith, there's great faith, there's strong faith, right? How then do we build our faith? Paul tells us in Romans that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He's not saying just this, right? He's saying that what you have heard, let it sit in you. So Jesus tells a parable in Matthew 13 about the sower who sowed seeds and so on. We know the story, right, from um, Sunday school. It's some landed on rocky soil, on good soil. Some landed among the weeds. We are told that some, and um, when Jesus, when the crowd left, the disciples asked him, "What did that mean?" And he said that that seed was the word of God. Amen. So I was just imagining Jesus saying. Now jumping back to Matthew 17. Responding to the disciples, that why were we not able to cast out these demons? He said, if you have it's because you doubted you were you had little faith. We said, well, if you have faith, as little as a mustard seed. So this is the part I wanted to do. Please. <laughs> I really wanted the camera to snap me doing this. So precious, are you getting this? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you, precious? My goodness. <laughs> I have to repeat it again. So <laughs> faith, you're not ready. <laughs> okay, anyway. Just give me the thumbs up. Anyway, well, faith, we are told by Jesus that it's as little as a mustard seed. And he said, if you have faith as little as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain. Are you ready? Okay. Oh, Jesus. Okay. My mustard. Bye. Anyway, um, he said, if you have faith as little as a mustard seed, that what will happen? He said, you will say to this mountain, move and it will move and he said and nothing will be impossible for you so I want us I said last week that we are to be I want the tribe to be a faithful church I mean that we know God we know what he has said then we agree and align with what he has said amen then we are affianced to the promises of what he has said hallelujah and then we do the impossible we say to the mountain of our challenges we say to the mountains of our problems move and it moves now some of us are in predicaments right now that you may not be able to share with me some of you are trusting the lord for so much for big things to come through in your life it's a mountain that it seems or is seemingly unsurmountable. but god doesn't just want you to climb the mountain god wants you to tell it to move and how then do we build our faith to that point when we are doing impossible things is that we know him we trust him we agree with what he said we align with it and we make these promises ours hallelujah for the rest of the year so many of us are trusting god for breakthrough in certain spaces you're trusting god for healing you're trusting god for a move in one way or the other but are you praying, inspired by fear or faith? Because I told you, fear also comes by hearing. And hearing the words not of God. So some of us listen to ourselves more than we listen to the word of God. You listen to your flesh, and your flesh will be telling you you don't deserve this. Your flesh should be telling you there's no way you can achieve this. So, so your flesh should be telling you that... You do, what? You don't have a master's. You don't deserve this position. And we see something, we see a job position that we clearly would love to go for. Then we see the requirements, and we're we we unable to still pass it. Um, somebody in, in my life had a job interview over the past week, and the job the person applied for, the, pers- the, the email that the person has said, said um, that you are overqualified. I don't want to tell us we <laughs> are overqualified. So the person emailed back and said, I, thank you, I want, I want it still. And the person had an interview with the company, and they were, um, they were still asking, okay, what do you want to be paid? Do, do you understand? If they had not pushed, And had listened to uh, because this person has probably had a track record of getting doors slammed in their faces or hearing no over the air or you know job after job interview or something but they pushed many of us need to understand this that we need to listen to what God has said concerning us first before we listen to our voices, before we listen to what the world is saying, or we shut it down completely hallelujah, amen. 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 So, every believer is made to move mountains, and if we have faith as small as a mustard seed, we are told that we will do the impossible. Now, I like I said, there are many challenges that may seem you're, you're unable to get through right now. But can we trust God this season? Hallelujah. Can we trust that God will show up for the rest of the year? Amen. Can we trust him by knowing what he has said, by agreeing with what he has said, and making those promises ours, being engaged to it, being affianced to the promises of God? Glory to God. If we are to be the kind of people that move mountains, then, um, if you are to move mountains, pardon me, if you are to move mountains, you are to be, if you are to move mountains, then you're supposed to be the kind of person that moves mountains. Now, who are the kind of people that move mountains? People that have faith, even as small as a mustard seed. And we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So Paul was praying and thanking God for his, is um, it his Corinthians? let me check, pardon me. In um, Second Thessalonians 1-3, he said, I give thanks to God always for you, brothers, as, a, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly. Because your faith is growing abundantly. If progress is the healthy condition of every believer, then our faith should be growing, which means we should be knowing more of God, more of what he has said, agreeing with what he has said, and being affianced to it. So if you're here and you're asking, how can my faith grow? exact formula hallelujah amen tribe are we together today is god speaking to anybody are you being encouraged and just before i came here one of the things the lord was speaking to me about was from ezekiel 37 and he said son of man that he took in the spirit of ezekiel to a valley of dry bones And he asked asked Ezekiel, Son of man, can these dry bones leave? Can we remember Ezekiel's response? What did he say? He says, Lord, only you know. And that was the right response. He says, Lord, only you know. Then he now told him to prophesy to these dry bones and speak to the dry bones. Then verse 7 of Ezekiel 37 it's very important that this is how we live as well Ezekiel not by his strength not by his word this is what he said and I prophesied as I was commanded hallelujah and as he prophesied the bones start to rattle and the sinews and the muzzles start to build and the, the, the bodies came back then the Lord told him again call on the four winds. Of heaven and prophesy over them and breathe um, let the spirit breathe over them and he said again I prophesied as I was commanded hallelujah I told us at episode one that faith is the distance between what God has said and what we do with what he has said do you understand so if he says something, our response should be like Mary, "Be it unto me according to your word." If he says another, th- if he says something, our response should be like Ezekiel, "I say what I prophesied as I was commanded." That we know what he has said, we agree with it, and we are affianced to it. What is that dry area in your life? <coughs> what is that dry area in your life? Can I have What, I what is that dry area in your life? What are you trusting God for? What is the so called valley of dry bones? What's the so called valley of dry bones? This morning, the Lord wants you to do this to prophesy as He has commanded. If there's lack in your life, if your spirituality is down, if you're trusting God for open doors, our response should be to prophesy as I was commanded. Now, we must prophesy. As He has written the word Do you understand? So you're if you're looking for healing you go into the word and ask him what he has said concerning healing if you are you are trusting him to um, Open doors concerning your business and your finances, you know his word you go and in search of his word You dig to find what he has said concerning that then you know it you agree with it and you make that promise yours hallelujah and even if it doesn't, he doesn't seem to answer. We go back like the disciples, and what, and what should we say? Lord, why haven't you answered yet? Then he will respond it's, prob- it's possible you're dealing with jealousy, and he wants you to deal with that first. It's possible you're dealing with envy, and he wants you to deal with that first. Or uh, he wants you to be more compassionate, or something. Do you understand? Are we together trying? Is it a heat? But that's the kind of life I want us to live. That's how how the tribe Abuja should be. That we know the word of God, that we are aligning with the word of God, and that we are affianced with the word of God. Hallelujah. That the voice of God will be louder in our lives than um, the voice of our flesh, than the voice of the world, and any other thing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So everybody repeat after me, by faith. I move mountains mountains. by faith faith. I move mountains I I want you to spend time in the Word of God those of us are trusting God for healing for provision for protection for the next phase in our lives know what he has said agree with it align with it hallelujah let us stand we're going to just pray a bit and for the next few minutes we're just going to go through a list of what we're trusting God for and we're just going to say, be it unto me according to your word. Amen. Hallelujah. Just whatever he, say, he has said concerning you, what you're trusting God for, this next phase in your ministry, this next phase in your career, this next phase in whatever it is you're trusting him for, we're just going to agree with him. We're going to um, engage with that promise. Amen. So come on, just open your mouths. And just pray over every area of your life that you need the Lord to show Mm up. Just pray over every area of your life that you need the Lord to show up. Just pray over every area of your life that you need the Lord to show up. Every area of your life that you need the Lord to show up. tribe will be a house of faith, full people we will be full of faith, full of the knowledge of God full of the knowledge of his word agreeing and aligning with what he has said and engaging with his promises and engaging with his promises just for the next few minutes much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and raising the podcast. We love you.